Welcome to Fire Headlines, where we discuss the hottest topics in fire service news. I'm your host, Samantha Didion, and today I am joined by the panel, Chief Bob Horton and Chief Jeff Buchanan. This week, we are back with our end of the month dealer's choice segment, our first of the new year. And Bob is sitting in the dealer's chair today. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Bob. What topic of choice do you have for us? Well, thank you, Samantha. It's always good to be back. And I, you know, I, I've been tossing around a couple of different thoughts. I wanted to really get Jeff's uh, perspective on several different things. But I, I landed on this article, Jeff, that that ran a few weeks back from the Sunbury Fire Department. It moves forward with consolidation. But what was really unique about this particular story is six fire departments consolidated into a broader city fire department. And I thought maybe today we would just spend some time a little bit about the challenges they had, but get your thoughts. You've worked in numerous organizations. You've worked as a city manager. You've worked in a city manager during times of very challenging fiscal distress in a community. And you undoubtedly have a valuable perspective on thinking about departments and consolidation and economies of scale and so on. So let me kind of lead into you what in general are your thoughts of consolidation, pros, cons, and so on? Yeah, great to be with you too. Always good to see you. Love this topic. And so I am going to go back in time a little bit to when I was the city manager and fire chief in, in North Las Vegas. And, and we were at the lowest of lows. We had to look at every single option in order to save ourselves from fiscal calamity, which in the state of Nevada isn't bankruptcy, it's called receivership. And one of the things we were tasked to do, we came up with as a as a strategy is look at shared services. And that was the entire city. We were looking to find opportunities with the city of Las Vegas at that time for anything and everything that we could combine efforts, including the fire department in order to share services, lower costs and in, increase efficiency. But we put some things on the table because we know that there was going to be some headwinds with no matter what we tried. And so we we took off anything operational because we were not looking to we, we had to go. We, time was of the essence. We were in a fiscal year. We had to make these moves fast. So we had to remove friction and we knew that there would be a lot more friction from an operational standpoint. So we were really looking at training. We were looking at more on the inspection side of thing, the community risk reduction. And uh, I, in the tale of North Las Vegas and Las Vegas, let me just cut to the end. We didn't, we didn't find any common ground. But the question really is, at least as I'm kind of interpreting, you know, what are my thoughts on it? I think it is a valuable perspective and one that should be pursued more oftentimes than it is. In the case of Las Vegas and North Las Vegas, um, and actually Clark County, if you look at uh, those three entities, and Bob, you know this, we're on an auto aid agreement, which means we go over jurisdictional lines each and every day. It operates as one large fire department. 
slightly different from mutual aid, which means, hey, we'll come, but you got to give us a buzz. You got you to ask us to come over. And in a lot of ways, we operate as one large fire department. There was actually an effort legislatively back in around nine-ish, 2009-ish for all of us to consolidate and have similar to the uh, police department, one large fire department. And ultimately that was put forward by the bargaining groups and it was shot down by administration and other legislators and other politicians uh, for any number of different reasons. And we could go into that throughout the, the, the broadcast if we see value there, but my perspective is, is pretty, pretty succinct. I absolutely believe in consolidation, alliances, leveraging other departments, because in so many cases, particularly in the fire service, we are so without meaning redundant. We do the same exact things over in each department when it could be, in, in this example, instead of having each department doing something, we could have one one person, like from a personnel standpoint, handling multiple different tasks. So I think that there is a lot of opportunity to improve efficiencies, lower costs, and still provide excellent care and support and service delivery to the community if you can find those opportunities. But it's intimidating many times to the decision makers because as, as much as I, I thought I was valuable as a fire chief and as an administrator, when you consolidate, those are generally the, the pieces to the puzzle that you can do with less of, right? There's less administrators needed once you consolidate. Very rarely do you need less um, uh, ground level personnel. In this case, we're talking about you know firefighters and other support, but administrators, um, you don't need as many of us, right? So I think that, that that often thwarts the movement towards alliance. So I'm a I'm a big fan, Bob. I'm a big fan of exploring it, and I know you've done did some exceptional work in Oregon in the area uh, of that too. But yeah, I'm a fan. Hey, Bob, like Jeff just mentioned, we were part of an effort at our previous fire department here in Oregon that explored something like this. Can you explain to our listeners what the thinking behind that was? You're right, Samantha. And you remember, we went through having conversations with neighboring jurisdictions about how to improve service delivery. How can we like our, our approach to this was similar to what, what Jeff's talking about in his experience was exploratory exploratory and it's so dangerous you know as a communications expert that as soon as the word consolidation ends up in the ether of the universe uh any any version of it like battle lines get drawn and it becomes this this contentious exploration of that and i'll get to that in a second but as administrators as fire chiefs like you have a responsibility for sustainable service delivery at the the tolerance or established by your your community via typically your governing body what do we mean whatever service standard of delivery services that they want right? there's a cost for what that looks like and when every cost in in the universe of providing service is going up from supplies to uh, apparatus maintenance to stations to personnel insurance pension costs and on and on and on it's time to start thinking about ways to to 
and improve efficiency. So our, our approach in Oregon, you might remember, Samantha, was we want to have a conversation. We want to form a, a, a group we called the Alliance. We want to form an alliance of these agencies who we believe have a shared uh, governance structure. So we were all fire districts who all were facing similar rises, you know, increases in cost, who all had the same philosophy on service to the community. And let's explore because somewhere between fully independent, which doesn't exist in a lot of places anymore, most communities have at the very least a mutual aid agreement like Jeff was describing and and a hopefully more sophisticated automatic aid agreement. So if you started one end of a continuum at we do automatic aid we provide service to each other uh, across boundaries all the way through the other side, which I would argue is consolidation, which is you take several agencies, turn them into one. There's an entire continuum of opportunity for partnerships, for collaboration. And so Jeff hit something that was real important. That was part of our thinking too. Operations is the last thing we want to talk about because it's the most contentious in the fire service for, I would say, silly reasons. You know, I, I, you go to the fire station, say, well, what is this alliance all about? And, and, and the first question, first question is, well, what color will the fire engines be? You know, and it's, you can't, I, I get, you know, we've done the, the fire engine talk. We've done the helmets talk. Like this comes up a lot. I talk about culture. Like don't, don't, don't take this as I don't understand, you know, like the importance of tradition and culture. But at the end of the day, like the f- color of the fire engine is what it is when you show up in the organization and you adopt that color. You know, I mean, like that's what it is. And when you think about long term sustainability for the organization and service to the community and benefit to the workforce, because those were our conditions is do any element of this continuum between what we do today and what consolidation could look like. And I didn't think consolidation was necessarily the answer. Like, let me be upfront about that. I don't know that that was right because I do believe that communities value autonomy and and you mean a a district or or a city council wanting to maintain autonomy about how service is provided to their community. And there is an importance in identity. So I don't want to dismiss organizational identity and autonomy of communities tolerance or what, what service that they want when you start looking at, at this growth or expansion type model. So to me, consolidation probably wasn't going to be palatable and I wasn't going to advocate for it, but the governing bodies of our Alliance said, well, we, we want to be intentional about that. We don't want to take consolidation off the table. We want to discuss it and make a decision whether we want it on the table or not. Like, let's not restrict, restrict ourselves from talking or thinking about it. And I thought that was real responsible of these elected leaders to say, we're not sure it's right either, but we do want to do due diligence to know we want to gather information or not. So, you know, trying to preserve that autonomy and identity, I felt Bob felt like was important in this conversation that we can unpack uh, contractual agreements for supplies. For example, everyone's got supplies is central warehousing of supplies, central warehousing of maintenance of apparatus. I mean, these are things that go on behind the scenes to what Jeff was talking about that fire administrators have to think about where there is nickels and dimes and sometimes dollars of savings to be had if you work in collaboration with another agency. The thing people tend to focus on is what do you lose? And we don't think as much about what do we gain? 
And that like, that's an important piece to this efficiency. You know, we, uh, a lot of leaders will hear how much money are we going to save from this? And I'd argue like today, probably not going to save anything tomorrow. It might even cost a little bit, but five, 10 years down the road, you're going to save, you know, much more broadly. And the scale is different. We're talking about thousands of, of firefighters in the example Jeff gave in Southern Nevada. And we're talking about hundreds in, in our example. And there's the savings and the experience is different. So consult, one size fits all consolidation in the fire service flat doesn't exist. But conceptually, being more efficient makes sense. Improving service delivery. What does that look like? So so Jeff pointed out, you, you remember these conversations, Samantha, like we wanted to make a, a change to a multi-agency uh, standard operating procedure. We'd have to pull in the room 13 operations chiefs and 13 training chiefs and eventually 13 fire chiefs to build consensus around around this. I mean, we have meetings about meetings with the same people, you know, different topics all the time. And so when we say restructuring leadership roles, and they, they talked about that in this particular article, it's to improve speed and efficacy of decisions, not less jobs, different shift in structure, different shift in structure, which allows for better service delivery. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I wanna pop in here too, building on what you're saying though, uh, too, Bob, is how difficult even the discussion, and I don't know if you found yourself in this situation too, but no matter how intentional you were about leaving out operations, it seemed as though only the main message people hear it's somehow whispered in between the actual words that are being uttered is that there's going to be jobs that are lost and that could be mine. And I think that that put up and still continues to put up incredible barriers for communities that are, that are looking at that. And I don't, I, I don't take that lightly. Uh, certainly I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my job. So, I mean, I get it. Um, I, I can totally appreciate that, but I, I think that there is a way in certain opportunities and this, and I, I didn't get that level of detail from this article in order to, to really ascertain if they were in the position where, where I'm, I'm saying at least Las Vegas and North Las Vegas were at where I really don't think anybody would have lost any jobs whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I think even administratively, we would have been deficient because North Las Vegas was so deficient to be repetitive in administrative roles and in personnel roles that we only could have gained people in this particular circumstance. Yet, you know, when you talk about the psychology behind all of this, and Bob, you and I are huge fans of economics and behavior economics and why people are doing the things that they're doing. And it's this incredible, almost born with feeling of loss aversion. And there's been all these experiments in this regard, and I think it's two and a half times, or is it one and a half times? I can't remember. You're gonna you're gonna be able to tell where I'm going here. How much people are more worried about losing something than gaining something? They are more worried about losing in this case an individuality than they are excited about gaining a particular value. In this case, a better community service and potentially less work from the firefighter's perspective or an administrator's role. They're worried about this potential loss. And and it, it really, really hinders, if not completely obstructs, 
an administrator, and an organization from making progress and thoroughly looking at a situation and implementing what's best. It's a, yeah, it's 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 a it's really 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 a challenging situation. Exactly right. And what Jeff's referencing for those who are not familiar with loss aversion, loss aversion is a psychological concept comes out of prospect theory, which is exactly how he described it: is that we feel lost worse than we feel again. Let me give, give you an example. If you are walking down the street and you find a $20 bill, you get a certain amount of, of enjoyment, utility, happiness, you found a $20 bill. With the scholars you know, behind prospect theory have, have evidence that supports is if you walk down the street and you have $20 in your pocket and you lose it, the, the feeling of the loss of that $20 hits you somewhere around, you're right, Jeff, about two X times, two times the, the, the feeling of loss is worse to you than the gain of actually finding the $20. And loss aversion shows itself up in a lot of places. And that is, I think, arguably the, the biggest barrier to a conversation around consolidation is what am I going to lose? And that hurts more than what I stand to gain. In the conversations we were having in order, like I still believe to this day, to my heart of hearts, that if all the agencies would have collaborated around a notion of wellness together, that we would have had the right amount of, of investment. We'd have had a, a good investment in a firefighter wellness clinic or a program or something that's valley wide. Not any one of us individual agencies had the funding to support the resources that we'd want to put in front of firefighters to give them a long, healthy wellness career. And this is valuable to firefighters. It should be. It's valuable to administrate. It's valuable to the community. But individually, each agency, we couldn't get there. But if we all came together and coalesced around that, and there's somewhere on the continuum between what we do today and full consolidation is that we want to work together on a wellness initiative, we could have got there. Synergy is is what comes of this and when we look at it as administrators and we kind of see the whole puzzle we see that the gain is going to is going to be superior to the loss but if you're distant from that and it's a hard narrative i stayed away from operations not because i didn't think there were operational efficiencies i thought it was the third rail that halts the conversation and and regardless of how i felt about it it didn't matter because that's where the firefighters are going to go what color is the engine going to be what you know what what are color will our turnouts be? I mean, some of these things that these artifacts of of the fire service, which arguably are insignificant in the grand scheme of things. You you referenced Las Vegas and and folks that I mean they won't they won't know this story, but I mean there was this hotly contested debate back in I think it was the late 70s or early 80s, maybe early 70s. I can't remember exactly when, when the Clark County Sheriff's Department consolidated with the Las Vegas Police Department. And today, if you've ever been in Las Vegas and seen this, I mean, these are folks who wear brown uniforms and black and white police cars. That's the that was the 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 negotiation at the time when they merged to become the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department is like we're going to keep the brown uniforms of the sheriff's department, the black and white police cars of the of the police department and built this system. And my whole point of, of telling that story, even if you're not familiar with it, is today. I can't imagine you could find an administrator or a police officer that would say, you know, we should really deconstruct this back into two different departments because this isn't working. And that's we get so short sighted on what is tomorrow going to look like that we're not looking at what is 10 years from now. Like this organization 
uh, Sunbury Fire Department moved past that and were able to pull six agencies together into one. And I applaud that. And I'll just throw in there that absolutely we got to give credit to leadership. I can only imagine the difficulty in those conversations, trying to coalesce all these thoughts, all of these authoritative figures, all these problems, all of these perspectives to get onto the same page. It is a monumental task to achieve really in any setting. So I really tip my cap to the fire department here and being able to consolidate and, and, and being able to achieve such such a goal because it is so hard and when you look at metro metro is and i'm not just being a homer here because i live in in las vegas and have such respect for that agency and the people that run that agency today and who've run it in the past the reality is the world the nation looks at metro as a paragon a model of excellence in law enforcement they are on the map they are leading the way they are trailblazers pick the metaphor, they are out in front and they are a result of a consolidation. So I think there's great examples out there and uh, I love the topic. I've enjoyed this topic too. And from what I've learned from you two today, it sounds like consolidation can have some serious long-term benefits if organizations are willing to put in the time and the effort to make it happen. I mean, back to today's article, the discussion for this effort began years ago and only resurfaced again in 2021, which led to where they are today. So this is no easy task by any means. But I want to thank you both for joining us today, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. A link to the article we discussed can be found in the show notes. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. If you have a question for the panel, please reach out to us at fireheadlines at wfca.com and let us know what's on your mind. We'll see you back here next week for more Fire Headlines. Fire Headlines.